the best decisions I've ever made in business are around hiring and firing. So when we think about adding, adding team members or removing team members, um, just remember that those decisions are huge for your business, huge for yourself. Cause when I talk to, when I talk to a property management owners and they're complaining 90, 90% of the time, it's about employee performance, but if you're doing the right things in your hiring process, you can avoid a lot of those, those issues. We're going to start to bring up our future of property management panel. So if we can start bringing up our panelists, that would be much appreciated. I think we've got Andy Props here from Home River Group. There's Laura. Laura, if you could wave, everyone could see you. Laura from Roofstock, awesome. There's Andy, great to see you. And there's Mike, awesome, coming up, getting spotlighted. Uh, we'll get the whole panel up here and we'll, we'll get ready to dive in and get started. Um, as a way of getting started, Laura, if you could start first and just give a brief introduction for those who don't know you or haven't met you yet, you could just share you know, your name, your company, uh, anything else you think would be important context. We'll go to Andy and then Mike after that. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, it's great to meet everyone. I'm Laura Orr. I'm the VP of Leasing and Resident Services here at Streetling, uh, which is owned by Roostock. So my responsibility at our company is making sure we get our homes rented and keep our residents happy. Awesome. Andy, we'll go to you next. Uh, hello, my name is Andrew Props, and I am uh, most proud of being one of the original uh, users of Filter Easy, which is now second nature. Also, the uh, Chief Development Officer of Home River Group, uh, which is a third-party residential property management company. We're in 66 markets. We manage about 41,000 single-family rentals. So um, great to be here. And thank you, Second Nature, for all the work you're doing for the NARPM charity Make-A-Wish. What a great foundation. Awesome. Thanks, Andy. Mike, we'll come to you. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? Uh, thanks so much for having me. I'm Mike Catalano. I'm the co-founder of Pure Property Management. Uh, we're a property management and technology company. Uh, we're based in about 23 states, uh, manage a little over 20,000 doors. Uh, excited to be on, so thank you for having us uh, and me and on, the, on the call here. Love being on with Andy, a good friend of mine. So hi, Andy. Uh, Laura, I haven't met you personally, but I did see you speak. Uh, at a conference and you did a fantastic job. So very excited to be on with you as well. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody, we've got this exciting executive panel here to talk about the future of property management. Uh, many of our past events, the, these panels and the conversations that have been sparked after this have been uh, really valuable takeaways. And I just want to encourage you, if you haven't found that workbook yet, or if you're just joining us after the intro where we made that comment, we'll probably drop it in the chat. There's a place there where you can take some notes. And ultimately, you're probably going to want to take some notes. If, if not, you can find some scratch paper because uh, after this, we're going to get you into conversations with peers to really deepen the learnings and start to make this really relevant, help put this into action, get some peer sounding boards on some of the ideas that you heard today. So I uh, just, just want to make sure everyone has that note and, uh, and we'll get started. So with that said, uh, question number one. Um, what are the trends that you're building your business around right now? And we'll start with Laura. We'll go in the same order that we started here, but we'll feel free to, to mix it up and bounce around. Um, you know, what trends are you guys paying attention to at Roofstock, Laura? What are you thinking about and organizing the business around? Yeah, 
absolutely. So I think one thing I should have mentioned for those of you who don't know who Roostock is, we're a sort of a tech forward uh, property company and we, we operate in lots of different realms of business, but the side of the business that I work in is the property management side of the business. We have about 16,500 homes under management, but we're a third party property manager. Some institutional clients, some mom and dad investors as well. So we have quite a big mix of properties, uh, locations and price points and everything. So uh, with that all said, uh, a resident is a resident. doesn't really matter who the owner of the property is. Um, a resident is looking for a certain number of things in order to enjoy their home. There's obviously quality of the asset and making sure that that can be maintained in a standard so that they can enjoy their home. But ultimately, I think for me and what we're trying to build around is sort of an automated self-service business. So sort of have the fundamental belief that residents don't really want to talk to someone if they can get the answers that they need either online or get automated updates for things that are going on. Maintenance is the number one thing that comes up. If they can get proactive automations for things that are happening, then they're content. They know it's being worked on. They feel comfortable. They don't have to reach out. So that's sort of what we fundamentally believe. Uh, at the end of the day, we're always going to have residents contacting us and we need to be set up to answer those questions. But what we're trying to build is um, the best sort of self-service platform through online and automation that we can. Cool. So it sounds like a trend is a desire for self-service and that kind of convenience uh, and Im immediately getting people where they want to go, anticipating their needs. Um, that's cool. And, Andy, I remember you talking about the Amazon experience at, oh. at an event like this in the past. You know, I'm curious if you have anything to add to that or anything else that you guys are looking at at HRG right now that's really informing what you guys are organizing around. Yeah, we love. I love. I love the uh, the Amazon experience idea, right? Where buying buying something on Amazon is so simple, which is what we compared to the move in. Uh, returning something on Am Amazon is so simple, which is the move out, right? How do we make that? How do we make that tenant transition so easy? Just as easy as buying something on Amazon, because I know, like, for me, if I try, if I if I find something online I want to buy. And it's not on Amazon. I go to Amazon and then see if they have it. And if Amazon has it, then I'll buy it there. If Amazon doesn't have it, then I really think, do I really want this? Because it's probably way more work to buy it on this other, on this other site, fill out this form. Um, so yeah, I mean, whatever we can do to to free up our agents' time to, you know, what what we're really focused on right now is is technology that frees up our property managers' time uh, to make more of a connection with our, our residents and our owners, right? Cause if they're so busy that they can't really take that time to build that relationship because re real estate at the end of the day is a relationship business. And if they're just completely overwhelmed because we can't staff, right? Because hiring people so hard, whatever, uh, then we lose that connection. And then we lose that, uh, opportunity to build that relationship, which is, which is so important. The other trend that we're really working on right now is we have, uh, a lot of activity on the institutional front. And those institutional investors are very report needy, let's say. And there's a lot of stuff that we can't get out of just typical property management software. So we're working um, constantly on getting more data out of the system so we can share that with our institutional investor partners, which as, as you guys know, if you're trying to pull out anything outside of a normal report in a, in a property management system can be very difficult at times. So it's a constant battle um, that we're going to continue to fight and work really hard with our agents and our property managers to make sure, you know, good data in, good data out. That's a that's a constant, um, you know, thing we're working on. Awesome, great, Mike. We'll bring the same question to you. What what trends are you guys looking at at Pure, and what are you thinking about organizing around, doing differently? 
You know, I've, yeah. I've been in this industry for well over 30 years. You know, I've actually been doing it probably longer than that. If you count answering phone calls at 10 years old in my own household. But, uh, you know, I think the interesting thing is that this industry has changed more in the last five years than it did in the previous 30, right? So what we're seeing is you have 40,000 companies in this industry of property management doing it 40,000 different ways and not saying that any of them are, are right or wrong. But I think what you're seeing, and of course, one of the big things that we do at our company is part of the consolidation that's happening and partnering with companies. We've we partnered with over 45 companies in less than two years. And, and there's two major things that are happening with this is that number one, there's a generational shift in the industry where the average owner of a property management company is about 60 years old, right? Number And, and they're looking for some sort of exit. But no, And number two, their kids are not interested in the business because they don't think property management is cool, but we're gonna try and change that. Everybody here is looking to make property management cool again at some point, but you have that shift. And then you have the shift of uh, the people who see this shift in the industry because there's so many institutionals coming into it. There's venture capital, there's private equity, and they're seeing this shift and they wanna be part of something bigger. So one of the biggest trends we're working on is how do you manage a property one way throughout the entire country, right? And we call that way the pure way. And the way that is, is collectively working together as a group of people, all these 45 companies and learning from each one of them to find out how they manage a property and taking all the best practices of those and putting it into one practice. And I think that, you know, we all do things very similar. Like there's 75% of what we do is the same and there's 25% that are significantly different. And I always kind of, I'm a sports guy. So I always kind of equate this to like a batting stance of a baseball player. And of course we'll say softball because I do coach 14U travel softball. It's a big deal. So girl power there. Uh, but I, what I would say is that every baseball player or softball player has a different batting stance. So you stand there and you have a stance, but when everyone hits the ball, they hit the ball the same way. So I equate that to the property management. We're all standing in a different stance, but we're all trying to accomplish the same exact thing. So how do you do that one way, which that one way will give a better experience to the tenant or excuse me, the resident, I'm old school. I got to learn these uh, verbiages again. Uh, and, and then one way for the investor. So really, that's the one piece that we're looking for, because every company right now is a fingerprint. They're all different. So how do we get that way to make a better experience for everyone to do one way uh, of managing a specific door? And that's probably the biggest trend that we're working on. And it's a huge task for anyone uh, to kind of conquer. And we're all kind of excuse me, we're all kind of doing that in our own way, but that's, that's probably the biggest trend we're trying to, to conquer at this time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Some interesting comments already so far uh, in that, that silver tsunami, I think they're calling it these days, Mike, of, uh, of people you know, aging out that own businesses that are, and then thinking about the implications for real estate of that, all the people that own real estate and have managed it themselves that are handing down those assets over the decade or two to come. Um, it feels like a good, time to be in professional property management, right? As that demand, uh, you know, who has that demand, it kind of shifts and property management companies like the ones on this Zoom uh, being in a position to, you know, to, to receive that business and earn that business. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like at, at Second Nature, we, we talk about a vision of how do we make an experience so good for residents, investors, a team, you know, that people don't want to leave and that professional property management is so different than what somebody could do on their own, right? Or that they could get from a real estate agent who's doing it on the side of sales or slow, right? For a period of time. Like, how do we really um, 
expand that gap, right? And put more distance between those things. Um, you know, Andy, I'm going to come to you first, and then we'll just bounce around a different order and mix it up. But what are some of the things from the resident or the investor or the team side you were alluding to earlier of folks on getting things more efficient that are making the experience better in such a way that you think will help differentiate the professional property management firm from, you know, do-it-yourself landlords or what they can do on their own? Yeah, no, for, for sure. Um, it's, it's, it's a crazy time. I think everybody is dealing with um, lack of engagement at work, having a hard time finding people. Um, you know, I've, I've learned a lot through the years uh, with, with, you know, my relationship with uh, Thad, Andrew, and Second Nature, Filter Easy folks um, on engaging culture. And, you know, it has, to, it has to be a focus. One of the best, one of the best books I've ever read on engagement is Drive by Daniel Pink. I don't know if anybody's read that, but just absolutely fantastic around autonomy, purpose, and mastery. Obviously, if we're still working from home, which, which I know a lot of people have, it's how, how do you how do you give out that autonomy um, to to folks? Hold them hold them accountable. Make things clear because clear is kind in 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 management. So when I'm talking to my managers, hey, there's really two things that managers are really good at. Uh, you got to be clear and be clear on expectations. And then you have to hold those expectations. You have to hold those folks accountable for what you talked about. And if you're not doing that, it's not very kind. I think people, uh, good people love accountability and they love a purpose. So, you know, um, you know, I look at Roofstock, I look at pure property management, and um, it's very clear to me what their purpose is. And it seems like their folks are excited on, on, what, on what they're doing. So they're going to retain talent. And when, when, when we look at our markets at HRG, right, we're in 60 some markets where we have the least amount of employee turnover. It's weird. We have the least amount of investor turnover. It's, they coincide. It's, just, it's, it's very similar. So, you know, our focus has to be, you know, giving, giving our folks autonomy, uh, re rewarding them when they do things right, making sure that that purpose is clear what we're trying to do, uh, and then constantly train them. Mastery is so important for uh, engagement, keeping people and helping them see not only a path to what we're trying to do as a company, but a career path for them. So I, I don't know if that really answers your questions, but I'm, I'm very obviously very focused and passionate about um, finding really good people, uh, retaining those people and inspiring them to do bigger and better things with their life. Um, you know, that, 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 that makes me happy. I, Real, another thing is like the most important thing we can do as managers, we're all owners, managers on, on this, on this call. Uh, when I look back at my career, I haven't, I'm not as old as Mike. <clears throat> I just look older than Mike. Um, so the best, the best decisions I've ever made in business are around hiring and firing. So when we think about adding, adding team members or removing team members, um, just remember that those decisions are huge for your business, huge for yourself. Because when I talk to when I talk to a property management owners and they're complaining, 90 90% of the time it's about employee performance. But if you're doing the right things in your hiring process, you can avoid a lot of those those issues. Boy, I mm -hmm. rambled. I'm sorry, Andrew. That's a lot of stuff. I I doubt I doubt many people are uh, complaining about what they heard. That was great, Andy. Um, thanks for sharing that and. Drive. It was uh, mastery, autonomy, and purpose. I think purpose. you said it a couple of times. Those were the three things there that that you guys are focused on. How do we give our employees that? That's great. 
Um, Laura, I'm going to come to you next. What, what to just wheel back to the question, hey, when you think about uh, creating a different resident experience, investor experience, team experience, you know, what are some of the things or opportunities you guys have been focused on recently or are focusing on now that you think can help separate uh, ultimately professional management from DIY or, or an alternative to a professional management company? What, what are some of the things that come to mind when you think about that? Yeah, I think um, I echo everything you just said then, Andrew. It's something that we're focusing on a lot. I think a lot of us experienced some pretty rapid growth uh, last year and beginning of this year, and that was a rapid growth of staffing as well. So retaining staff and training staff, making sure they feel valued is extremely important. But that, in my mind, kind of has flow-on effect. If your staff are happy, then they're providing the best possible service that they can provide to your residents. If you can keep your residents happy, uh, then they are ultimately staying in their property, they're paying their rent increases, they're maintaining their home, and they're not pulling in unnecessary work orders. And then that sort of leads to your owner being happy because they're retaining their residents, they're getting their collections. So it's kind of a flow-on effect, which is all really important. So I think Andy touched on all of the staffing retention things, which I think is hugely important. In terms of the residents, I think I sort of mentioned this before, but the biggest pain point we face is getting maintenance issues issues resolved quickly. Single family residential property, this can be challenging because you're not in an apartment building. You've got to get a vendor out to the property. Often the vendor has to be contacting with the resident. You've got to uh, make sure that you're on top of all, of all of that if there are any issues, stay in touch with the residents. So if you can get that right and get the resident's issue resolved quickly, I think that's one of the biggest things that's going to help them to stay in your home. But then also remembering that your residents are human uh, and that they are people and that things that go on with their home impact their life. So if they have to stay home, there's something to be done to their property that's impacting them going to work uh, and that can be stressful or frustrating or it can lose them income. So I think just making sure that your staff remember that these things are impacting and when they're having conversations with the residents to be empathetic and understanding of their situation. And most of the time, maybe 80 or 90% of the time, you'll find that your residents are actually understanding that it might take a little bit longer to get someone out there or that you know, the AC vendor has to come from another place and it might take a little bit longer and they're okay if they understand that and they feel heard. When they don't feel heard, uh, they're going to be completely unreasonable and it escalates really quickly. So that's something that I think if you can get that piece of it right, even if you're not getting someone there or fixing the problem straight away, if you're empathetic and understanding of that situation, I think that makes a big difference to your to your resident retention. And then likewise with, a, with an owner. Um, if your residents are happy, typically your owners are happy, right? <laughs> you're not having excess work orders, you're getting them done quickly. Uh, but then you've also got making sure that you're keeping your vendor um, price points at the right level and that you're providing that information to your owners. So I think where we try to differentiate for our owners, um, which is your mom and dad owners, as opposed to an institutional owner, I guess you would say in this instance, is that we have that institutional experience. We manage thousands of properties across different price points and markets and they might not have that experience themselves, but we can provide that experience to them. We can give them information about their market. We can give them information about how to maximize the returns of their assets. And that's really, I think, where your differentiator comes from for a mom and dad investor. And, and institutional is a whole whole different ballgame, like Andrew touched on before, reporting, reporting, reporting. And how do you get that right? And how do you make it easy? And, and sort of can you create a portal that they can digest information themselves and what value add can you have there? So these are all things that we're sort of looking at and and always trying to grow and improve and optimize them. Awesome. Great. And uh, Mike, we'll bring it to you. Anything else you feel, you know, pure is thinking about or focused on to really 
differentiate looking forward to the future as far as resident, investor, team experience, and how those interact? Yeah, gosh, we could talk for days on this uh, for sure. And I agree with what uh, both of you have said so far. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're a product and an experience company, right? And that's and that's not just us, but that's like the industry as a whole. I mean, what has always been in this industry is there's been kind of this angst between resident and investor, right? And at some point, they have to understand that they're in this together, right? And this is not resident against investor. This is something together. And that's what the property manager is, supposed to, is here to do. Uh, but I think that some of that angst comes because you know, we are so fragmented in so many ways with so many people doing it so many different ways. And how do you get to the point where you're doing it one way to make it a better experience? But also the piece that's really important for us is that we want our technology to enable the people that manage properties to enable them to do the people side of the business. We don't feel the people side is going away. We don't feel that technology is here to replace everybody. Uh, we feel that, you know, 90% of the market is owned by mom pops, like the people that own one to 10 doors, right? So the investors out there have put in billions and billions of dollars and they barely have touched the surface on what how big this market is. So we have to really concentrate on how do you how do you bridge that gap between resident and investor to make it a better experience for both? And I think a couple of things is one is on the resident side, you have you know our two largest generations in our country's history that are going to be renters moving forward, the millennial, millennial generation and the baby boomers, right? Baby boomers are selling out millennial, millennials likes flexibility where they can actually find a good experience to rent. And that's something that we have to kind of uh, be there and, and embrace it, right? And say, how are we going to make it a better experience when a tenant moves in? How do we make the move in, move out process a better experience? How do we have a resident benefit package to give second nature plug because they're fantastic at doing that offering something that they need and want rather than just charging them because we're trying to make more revenue, right? So it's an experience aspect of it, allowing the technology to do the back-end minutiae that nobody wants to deal with, you know, being able to send letters automatically, schedule appointments and do all those things that take time out of a person's day so they can actually deal with the empathetic piece of a, of a resident having a big issue of of maintenance or an investor having some problems with their property as well. So that way you can actually handle the people side of things. So I think all in all, to kind of conclude on this is that, you know, you need to just make a better experience overall for both sides and make sure they understand you're working together. And that to me, out of all my years of doing this, it's always been resident against investor. You know, it's been like this big fight. And at the end of the day, they got to work together. So that's the piece that we really want to try to kind of, uh, combat and approach so everyone understands like, hey, let's make this a great experience overall, because let's be honest, this industry is one of the largest in the country. It's not going anywhere. So we need to make sure that it's a, it's a good product for everybody. Mm. Very cool. Can I, can I jump in? Like, hey, first, first of all, uh, yeah, my, my panelists are amazing. Obviously, great, great stuff there. Um, I think, I think, you know, there, it, the, I, I'm calling it the race that I Tech. You got to have you got to have both, and whoever gets there first, I think, is going to uh, have a large share of this market because there's there's a, a lot of us that struggle with high high tech, and there's a lot of us that struggle with high touch. Um, but whoever can do both are, are, is going to be awesome. Um, you know, the the one thing I really wanted to kind of nail down on purpose. Um, some some people might know me for my suits. Have you have you seen these suits? I've I I I I helped inspire the uh, 
the second nature guys to go crazy on the suits on the suits and they look good. They wear them a lot better than I do. But I get a lot of people that say, Andy, why do you wear suits to work? You're a property manager. You're you're yelling at tenants and fixing toilets all day. That's that's what you do. That's not my purpose. Uh, my purpose is, uh, you know, what I tell my team when they come on first day, I wear a suit to work because uh, the average the average Wall Street investor guy or hedge fund manager is, you know, they, they manage a couple million dollars in assets. Well, we, we manage just at HRG alone, we manage 16 billion in assets. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of kids' education, somebody's retirement, you know, somebody's rainy day fund. It's just, it's all tied up in real estate, which is right now is the best place in the world to have your money tied up in. So I, I, try to, I try to take that very seriously because that's somebody's future that's in my hands. And I try to inspire those folks that are working directly with me to take more of an asset manager approach to the business and not just to property management, just not just tenants and toilets and, and, like, and like what Mike was talking about. Like, how do we bring those two sides together so we're all winning the triple win. It doesn't just go for RVP. It goes for residents, tenants, uh, residents, uh, owners, and us. So, but again, again I've just, I, I'm really hitting that purpose thing right now because uh, this, the engagement that we're seeing in the workplace right now is, is, is tough. Not just in our, in our industry, but every industry. I just read this article this morning about quiet, have, have you heard this quietly quitting? Um, if you if you haven't taken a look at that, look it up on uh, I think it's New York Times. I read it. It's very interesting what's going on. Yeah, Andy, I was seeing that quiet quitting thing over the weekend as well. And and for those not familiar, I I think if I remembered, it's it's not when people are like the Great Resignation and like they terminate and formally quit and leave. It's at what point do people stop bringing their voluntary best energy and efforts to work? At what right. point do they start asking themselves? what's the least I can do to get by here versus what's the most I can do to contribute to this organization's purpose and mission, the dif difference we're trying to make for customers, right? The change we're trying to make happen. Um, and man, paying attention to that versus the, you know, obvious signal of, uh, of somebody quitting or leaving probably sparks different conversations about uh, how we build the right environment and experience at work and working with customers and investors in a way that again, is retaining everybody. So cool that you brought that up. Um, let's do this. I, I want to ask maybe one or two more questions and we'll have time if there's some questions in the Q&A uh, that you guys would like to ask of the panel. Listen, um, there's a lot of wisdom up here. There's a lot of wisdom out there. We'd love to, to connect great questions with great answers up here. So I'll ask one or two more, but we'll, we'll have some time if you guys want to put some questions in the chat. I'll keep an eye on them. Okay. Mike, I'm going to come back to you to you first this time, uh, and then we'll go we'll go Andy and Laura. But um, the question is really this: like, what are some of the creative, innovative programs, business models, trends, changes that you're seeing in property management, or that you could see happening in property management? We won't hold you to this. If there's something you want to throw out there that's interesting or bold, but it's kind of experimental, whether it's from Pure or something you're seeing else out there that's interesting to you. We'd love to hear just like what's got your attention as you're looking forward and some of the interesting, innovative, creative things you're seeing out there. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, there, as we mentioned earlier, you know, I mentioned earlier that this industry has shifted and changed so much in the last five years. So you have so many different people and companies coming into this in different uh, different ways and shapes and forms. And I think one of the biggest pieces that we're seeing, you know, there, there's a 
there's a big shift in the technology aspect of this, right? I mean, it's, and, and this is something that, you know, prior to Pure, I've always thought about. And, you know, this really runs true into the experience of the people that are actually doing the day-to-day uh, at Pure or any other property management company is that most companies are using like six to 10 different technology solutions to manage their business. And the really interesting part is that none of them connect with each other in, a, in the real true API connection way, right? And, and makes it very difficult for that aspect. Now you're starting to see that trend. And I feel like this is the biggest trend that we're gonna see shift in this industry moving forward is that the connection of technology to make our lives easier where we don't have to jump from one system to the next, to the next, to the next. And the same thing for our resident, the same thing for our, our clients as well and, and investors is they have an opportunity to go into one system, see one system and they all connect together. Right. And that's, I think, the biggest trend that we're going to see moving forward. Uh, and, you know, the hard part is that people see dollar signs in this industry quickly. Right. Because they know look, it's a 30 billion dollar fee income industry. Right. So you're going to have a lot of different people coming in, a lot of different technology pieces. And and that's why I think it's important. There's a lot of companies that we work with directly that are really kind of from the industry. Right. And really understand what our day to day challenges are as we're managing a property and managing a resident experience and managing uh, an investor experience. So I think that's one aspect that I think we're gonna see change that they're looking at this closely. They understand what we're trying to do and how we can make a better workplace where we're not going in from system to system to system. I think that's one aspect. The other aspect, and I think, you know, Roofstock does this well, but I think you really, it's, a, it's an important aspect for the investor because we don't talk to our investors like investors. We talk to them like a single owner, even if they have, I mean, there's institutional, which is a little different, but I would say the mom pop, we still talk to them like a mom pop. I think an important aspect and, and a big trend that we're doing and we're seeing is that, like, how do you talk to the, the investor about their property and tell them whether it's performing or not? Is it performing in a positive way? Is it performing in a negative way? Should they double down? Should they buy more properties? Should they sell that one and move to a different market? And these are things that, you know, in the past, and even my company's prior to Pure uh, in California, we didn't do that aspect. We literally managed the property, took care of the maintenance, sent them the, the money and hoped that nobody complained, right? And now we're getting to the point where this is a product and an experience for everyone who comes on board. So we want to get to the point where how is your investment actually performing? And you can do that through the proper um, you know, as you put it through our platform, you could do it through investment tools. You can do it uh, by showing the proper reports. I think Laura kind of mentioned it and, and them to have that at their fingertips to where they can go kind of uh, get to the point where we're actually giving them valid information to understand what their investment is. So I think I, I think that kind of answers the question in a way that there, I mean, there's obviously a whole bunch of things that we're doing to try and make everything's experience better. But as far as the resident and the investor go, I think that's one aspect. The last piece I wanted to kind of touch upon, and that was something that Andy kind of talked about, is we want to make the experience at Pure or in the property management industry not a job, but a career, right? And that's a big piece that has not happened in this industry. It's, it's. I mean, I love talking to all the people that have either come on board or we talked to in the industry. Everyone's story, how they got into property management is totally different. But a huge percentage of them were accidentally into this industry. It's not like they, you know, went to high school, went to college, say, I want to be a property manager, I want to run a property management company. They basically fell into it, right? So I think it's an interesting piece where we're looking at is like, how do you make sure you make a career out of this and actually make, when I said earlier, make property management cool 
because it actually is a fantastic business to be in. You get to work with uh, so many different people. And, you know, one thing about this industry is it has some of the nicest people in it that you can ever meet. They're all willing to share. They're all willing to work together. And they all kind of have the same vision overall. So I think making the experience of the person that's working at the company an experience that they want to stay in and make a career out of. And that's offering fantastic benefits, you know, 401k matching, you know, all these things that maybe smaller companies we never looked at before, but really should probably find a way to offer, right? So we can really make them stay longer, which Andy said earlier, makes a better experience for everyone when you have people in the seat for a longer period of time and more familiarity with the property, more familiarity with the people. So those are the, you know, kind of the few things that I see that we can kind of shift this a little bit. And there are kind of new trends that I think we can work on and be better as a whole in the industry. Mm. Mike, thanks for kicking it off there. Andy, we'll come to you next. And again, the question being, what are some of the creative, innovative practices, programs, models, kind of shifts you're seeing and how people are approaching property management or that have your attention going forward, whether you're seeing it at HRG or outside of HRG? What's kind of interesting or really seems leading edge to you? Yeah, I like all the stuff that Mike said was very interesting. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Uh, no, I mean, just just like, honestly, uh, maybe we can do this in the chat. How about a question for the, can I ask questions to the, to the group? Okay, group, be engaged here. Come back, come back. Um, how many people fill out a property budget for each single family rental that they manage? Waiting for the chat to blow up. If you don't, don't say don't. Just if you do, do it. I'm talking about for each. How interesting would that be? It's not blowing up. The chat is not blowing up, Andrew, just FYI. How interesting, to, to Michael's point, how interesting would that be if we had a system? This I was just talking to a turnkey guy about this yesterday, specifically, uh, that if, uh, if we knew all the points where properties were in trouble, right? Um, we're not communicating correctly. Maintenance is too high. Um, the the tenant, the, the, the properties aren't renting. You, you guys know, you know all the reasons. I always, I always, equate them all to accounting and communication. Um, but those things, we know what those things are when properties are in trouble, right? How interesting would it be if there was some system that we had that said all these things and we had like a green, a red and a yellow. Okay, yellow, this property's in danger of, of being lost because we're not hitting the budget for whatever reason or we're not communicating in a timely manner uh, or what have you. I think something like that would be uh, incredible, but I, it all starts with having a proper property budget for each property, which seems like a lot of work. But if you're, if you're, if you're an institutional investor or you invest in multifamily, every property has a budget, everyone. And you, at the end of the, at the end of the month, the end of the quarter, you check your actual to your budget. Some of these softwares that we're on as property managers and on the single family size don't even have a budget feature or they're horrible. So we got to get that fixed. I think. Um, the other thing I, I brought this up the last time, the same similar question, Andrew, that gets me so excited about this business is other than marriage, there's only one other event in life where you spend more money and it's moving. Marriage is one, moving is second. Why don't we have some type of a marketplace similar to like an RBP, but on steroids where somebody moves into a market and our, our software can recommend a dentist, a doctor, a, 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 a half off pass to the water slide park, all that stuff. They, they've already put their trust in us. We could recommend that. And that could be an amazing um, 
ancillary revenue opportunity for us. I don't know how to build it, but I really want it. I think I think it would just be I, I think it would be awesome. We we had something long before technology was in this business. We called it uh, the tenant move-in guide or the TMIG, and we did the same thing. We went to local vendors. We put a little folder together with all these calls to action. Uh, it took a long time. We made a bunch of money on advertising and. It, it, it worked great. It was just way too much to manage on an annual basis. So something similar to like a pinata and an RBP, but a system that maybe that could be delivered nationally, I think would be an amazing benefit to the uh, property management business. Mm. They, Are you pitching good... an idea, Andy? Yeah, I, I think I am, but <laughs> I don't want to do it. I just think, I think the need is there, if, if, you, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Almost as bad as setting up a property budget for each property. Those are great, Andy. Thanks for that. Laura, I um, want to bring it to you next. What are some of the creative, innovative, interesting things that have your attention or that you guys are having conversation about, whether it's internally or things that you're seeing externally, some interesting things you're seeing out there that you're considering? Yeah, we're, um, we're having conversations at the moment about how best to service our mom and dad investors. It's a really big of conversation with us right now and so one of the things that um, I actually came from financial planning background and uh, like Mike said landed in property management through property investment accidentally and, and here I am but one thing we used to do for our clients was a financial fact binder that the client would fill out before they came in for a meeting that would take their pulse on on where they stood in relation to their risk appetite basically for various different things so one thing that we are just about to trial is a essentially a property fact finder which will go to owners so that they can uh, we can take a pulse on how they're feeling about things and therefore know for the next 12 months, what should their strategies be for renewals or for collections? Do we want to evict someone straight away or do we want to try to retain them for as long as we can? You know, how strange is someone financially needing the income from this property? Do they want us to push renewal rents or do they want us to try to retain it at any cost? So we're just about to trial it. I'm pretty excited to see how it works. Maybe it'll be a complete flop and owners won't want to fill it out and Things will change so much that it won't work, but that's sort of one thing that we're pretty excited about, about trying on the owner side of things. And then um, for my dream state, uh, something that I'd also like, which is a pitch, if someone can go and build this for me, then please let me know how it goes. But just maintenance being such a pain point, uh, I would really love uh, a DoorDash equivalent for maintenance service so that the resident goes and they put in that they put in their work order. You can see where your vendor is, how far away they are. Once they finish the job, you can rate your service afterwards. That would be a game changer for a property manager, especially in single family, because um, it's such a pain point at the moment. So if someone can build that for me, along with the uh, the local recommendations for uh, for Andy, I think we'd all be running a great property management business. Mm. It's interesting you bring that one up. Um, like something we've talked about in the past and just heard a lot of conversation about is, you know, looking at consumer experiences outside of the home and how that compares to consumer experience inside the home, right? When you look at Amazon, that was referenced today. When you look at the Ubers, the DoorDashes, et cetera, self-service has been talked about a couple of times. And hey, how do we create this platform where it's immediately obvious, like red, yellow, green, right? What's going on and how things are going? How, how can we start to not just organize technology, but also our networks and our expertise and everything else to, you know, drive a lot of convenience for folks and transparency where they can move through a process easily. Um, it's cool to hear that thread through some of the ideas and how that might materialize in rental management. So very cool. 
Um, well, hey, here's what we're going to do. I think uh, in just a moment, we're going to bring Adair up to the stage to take people through a activity to really deepen some of their takeaways and learnings and notes. A lot of cool things that were shared. A lot, I'm sure that people are like, oh, I'd love to go deeper on that. Like, tell me more specifically about like, can we spend five or 10 minutes on a property budget, you know, or talking about what that might look like, right? And really make that practical or actionable. Hey, can we, can we talk about some of these perks, you know, Mike alluded to 401ks and different things. So what are the employee perks that we think are really going to drive retention and help, uh, you know, this industry help people turn jobs into careers, right? A number of different things people might be thinking about or have questions about. Um, but with the time that we have and with the panel uh, that we have here left, you know, just want to give you guys a final word, something we didn't cover today. But if you could express a little bit about your vision of the future for property management, how are you feeling about it? What else do you think is important uh, that people should be paying attention to or be thinking about, you know, in the three, five, 10 years ahead as you look at this industry. And, um, and let's do this. Let's go Andy first. Uh, we'll go Mike and then Laura, you can bring us home. Okay. Can you, sorry, can you repeat the question? Our vision for my vision. Yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll summarize it in a, in a sentence or two here. So as you look to the next three, five, 10 years, Andy, you know, what else that we haven't talked about today do you think is important for property managers to be paying attention to, aware of, thinking about as they look to the future of this industry? How are you feeling about it? Yeah. Um, well, I definitely feel pretty bullish about the business in general. Um, being from the highest um, HPA market, I, I'm in Boise, Idaho, right outside of Boise. We had the highest uh, home price uh improvement throughout the whole country. And so we're starting to see, I think right as of last month, we had 66% of our uh, residential for sale listings take price reduction. I don't know if you're seeing that in your market. That's a lot, you know, uh, two thirds took a price reduction. And so we're starting to get those phone calls again, which we got back in 2008 through, through 2012. Hey, we can't uh, sell our property. How much do you think we can rent it for? Um, I, and I would say anybody that got a mortgage in the last five years should never sell their property. It's free money, right? 3% interest, 2% interest. I have, I have this conversation with anybody, anytime, anywhere. One, one day you're going to be printing money the property. And right now you're going to sell this house at a 3% interest and maybe go buy another one at a 6%. Doesn't make a lot of financial sense. Hold the freaking property. Hand it over to me, hand it over to Mike, whoever. I don't care. Don't sell the property. There's a lot, there's a lot of money there. Um, just I, I I talked about this a little earlier. The the asset management approach to, to owning, to managing investment property. I think we've got to, I think we've got to do more, like I like I talked about on the mastery side, to teach our property managers um, the full aspect of residential property management and asset and and, and asset management. Um, and if we can do that, I think we'll, I'll, I think we'll keep them longer. I think they'll get them more excited about the business and ultimately we'll keep our, we'll keep our, our, uh, our owners longer, um, because they really, they really, a lot of those mom and pop owners make decisions based off emotions. They get another bill that they have to fix their AC heating unit. And they're just like, look, I'm done, but they really haven't looked at the numbers. Okay. Let's, let's look at your, what you're, what you're riding off. Uh, let's look at your depreciation. Um, all these different things that they don't really take in take into consideration. 
other than then they had a bad, bad experience last month. They just want to be done with the property. So just giving them the tools to paint that full picture, I think is going to be so important um, for folks to retain it. And, and, and obviously we got to do a better job teaching our folks. I see like somebody saying, Hey, how, how can we set up a, a property budget? How easy is that to do? I'd, I'd happily answer those questions. And, you know, we do it all the time on the larger projects. Now we don't do it on the single family, on, on the single family stuff, but I think we should. Um, so anyway, that's, that's a lot. I'll let you, I'll let some. <laughs> Andy, that's great. Mike, we'll come to you next. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to go to the fact that this industry is changing so much so fast. Um, you know, obviously the private equity world and the venture capital world world is on notice for this industry because it's so big and they see so much money. But I think one of the biggest pieces here is that the do-it-yourself landlord uh, still is managing what 60, 65% of the properties that are out there right now. So I think there has to be a massive educational piece to uh, those do-it-yourself landlords that, hey, look, the regulations are coming, you know, and, you know, I'm initially, you know, I, operated in California. I'm in Silicon Valley now, and it's one of the highest regulated uh, resident areas in the country. Uh, we also operate in Oregon and Washington, and they are as well. And, you know, I think I saw something in the news recently that, you know, Florida is having some fights about rent control and whether that's going to go through or not. Uh, but it's coming. I mean, it's going to happen at some point. There's going to be regulation all throughout the country. So we really have to educate the do-it-yourself landlord so we can help provide a better experience for the resident and make sure that we're you know, following the, the laws appropriately, making sure that we are uh, you know, in compliance for whatever state and compliances there are locally. So I would say that piece is important. And then you know, secondly, let's be prepared for the two largest generations of renters coming, right? And or residents, if you want to call them, but at some point you call them renters as well. You know that they're coming, and there's going to be a ton of people looking to to rent a property for multiple reasons. One is I kind of mentioned before about millennials kind of like to be on the move and be flexible, and there's a lot of working from home now uh, due to the COVID, uh, um, you know, fiasco or whatever we want to call it. But you know, those generations are looking to rent, and we have to be prepared to, to offer a better experience uh, for them coming in, and that will be better for everyone. And and if I look forward to the future. Like what I what I would what I would love to see if we if we really can look at the technology aspect of it, you know, how can we make it better by you know being in one system, which we talked about earlier. But you know, taking that another step is, you know, I really feel at some point that every single resident that's a rental should be a smart home. You literally can walk in and your your internet is set up, your TV is set up, your utilities are set up, everything is all done. You literally just walk in and you're in your home, right? So I think that's something that. You know, who knows if Google's listening, which we know they like to listen. So, uh, you know, that's something they can do to every resident uh, residence in the country. You know, get a Google home and all of that stuff is provided to a to a resident at the moment they move in. So really, at the end of the day, and I said it 100 times, is that it's product and experience. Like, how do we make that product and experience better for everyone who's involved in the industry? So that's the big piece that I see and, and where we headed in the future. And, um, you know. I think no matter what size your company is, whether you're huge or small, it doesn't matter. The, the smaller property management companies are not, in my opinion, are not going away. They're hundred percent needed in this space. And I think you do have to move with the times a little bit to make sure that you're working with this to compete with some of these other larger companies that are coming who are gonna offer these larger experiences. Uh, but one thing they can potentially do is offer you know, the personal touch 
the one-on-one -on -one touch. So I, I certainly think it's still important. And I certainly think it's important to kind of move with the times as we uh, continue in this industry. Awesome. Laura, as you look at the, the years ahead, anything we haven't discussed yet or what you think is most important or salient points of just to be paying attention to, be aware of, be thinking about? Yeah, I think most of the, most of the points were hit here by Andy and Mike, but the only thing in addition that I'd add is that you have to remember that an owner has going through lots of different life cycles with their property and maybe one property or maybe multiple properties. So being able to be that resource through their entire life cycle, helping them to do the acquisition, do the management, helping them with the decision about the sale. What does the financial piece look like? Andy was talking about earlier, I think is extremely important and thinking about not just being the property manager, but being there for their for their property investment experience is going to be, be the way of the future. And those that can actually help expand their services outside of just being a PM for a home to help will actually help uh, the investment portfolio of their, of their investors, which is going to make a big difference. And then um, a la carte services. Do you offer just leasing for someone? Do you offer just a renewal or just an eviction process? Can you help with those sort of things? And does that help you to retain clients? Um, I think that's an interesting question to answer. And I think it will become more prominent in the future. Um, so those are the main things that we're sort of looking at right now. That's interesting. Yeah, breaking up the service, different service points and serving people on a different basis could be interesting. Mm -hmm. um, well, hey, I want to say this with the time that we have. Thank you, all three of you, uh, for being generous with your time, for showing up here today. We know you're, you're busy executives uh, in important companies in this industry and uh, that, that you guys would be here and, and share back you know, so generously. That's all for today's Triple Win Property Management Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your life with us. We do not take it for granted. I also want to give a shout out to Carol Housel for everything she and our team does to make these possible. It's crazy to think about over 5,000 professional property managers have pressed play on episodes in season one and season two now. And we really want to encourage you to keep giving feedback because more and more people are listening. It's getting better and better and better thanks to everything that you're sharing with us. If you like this enough to listen, I want to encourage you to share it with other people. Um, you can give us feedback directly on those social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you're hanging out. You can also send us an email at triplewin at secondnature.com. And we just want to give more. We're, we're, there's no sales pitch here. Just want to offer more resources that help you find and stack your next triple win and become a triple win driven property manager. So where can you find that? You can find the private Facebook group. You can find our blog. You can find our newsletter. You can find more resources all at rbp.secondnature.com. Just search for what you're looking for there. And every time we see you, we want to see a better version of you and your business to that end. Keep it going. Feel inspired. Take our encouragement. And we'll see you next time.